Hello and welcome to your favorite bee, me. I'm here to talk about my opinions on all things triggering and I ask you, the listener, to ask yourself the questions necessary to come to your own conclusions by reflecting on these triggers, your emotions, your experiences, and how you are accountable for validating your own dang feelings. This month is Pride Month, and I've been thinking a lot about gender and sexuality. In the last year or two, I came out of my asexual trauma phase, I would say. Um, It was something that happened after a traumatic event, and I had a seven-year hiatus of having zero interest in dating or having any close relationships. Um... And, I mean, I lost, uh, the event was that I, my mother had been sick for over a year and uh, she went into cardiac arrest in front of me. So, um, she passed away and I spent the first few years partying and pushing everything away from me uh, because, well, no one can love you unconditionally like your mother does. And that is something that I want to focus on is not like motherhood today, but about women and how I feel that with the modern gender ideology that women are being erased due to internalized misogyny. And I will go into explaining all of that in a moment. So hear me out. Okay. No one owes us love and acceptance. Um, After a few years of grieving, after my mother passed, I moved around and settled where I did end up making some good friendships, some close friendships, a few that I still have still today. Um, I had no interest in sexuality, just none. Um, Much of it had to do with self-acceptance and a a rejection of gender roles. As I was becoming older, um, I I was being made more aware of how I was becoming older and my inability to be able to bear children. I never really wanted the role of the mother. I mean, no, I I don't know. I kind of always considered it to be something I'd be like, oh, maybe... Um, but then when I was in my early twenties and I had a few gynecologists tell me that like, it just wasn't going to happen because of the way my hormones were, um, that I just kind of accepted it or just told myself until I believed it that I never wanted to have kids of my own, maybe perhaps adopt or something one day, but, um, much of it. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I've, well, I've lived with that since my early twenties. I just accepted it. I moved on. So it has been within the last year that I've gone on a few dates, um, with people of different genders, just trying to be open-minded and explore my attraction to others and ability to connect on basic levels with people in ways that I didn't allow myself to, for many years, um, because of that anxiety that comes along with being rejected, um, or not feeling accepted. And so I've, 
had a few friends. I made a few friends this last year. I've lost a few friends. I would say I've probably gained one friend in the last year that's been able to just like be my friend. Um, the others, yeah, they've, they've gone on to along their journey. And I would say that that has been a growth for me to be able to accept that it is okay that not everybody is going to like you in the way that you want them to like you or um, not everyone's going to agree with you or not everyone's going to be your cup of tea or you're not going to be their cup of tea. Um, and that's okay. Um, as I've become more secure in recognizing my own goals and how um, I want my life to be. Oh, sorry. That was my notification there. Um, how I want my life to be. Jesus, God. How I want my life to be, um, relationship, my relationships have changed as my goals have become more clear. Um, so the thing is, is that light, that rejection is a part of life. We all want to be loved and accepted, but being that humans are so diverse, not everyone is going to like you, agree with you, accept certain things about you. And many may even have contempt for you, but this is never about you. It's about them and how they see themselves in the world or how the world has kind of made them see themselves through a lens of um, culture, society, obligations, family, things like that. So when it comes down to it, I say you're mother is the only person that is obligated to unconditionally love you. And even then, like, she doesn't have to like you or even accept you. The only way to seek validation is through self-validation, understanding your values and goals and finding others that can come along for the ride. You can bend to make others happy and might miss out on your own happiness, or you can be rigid and lonely and feel intimidated by life and, and that and feel rejected or victimized it's only when you can find common ground that you can truly respect each other and common ground happens through discussion conversation agreeing to disagree and accepting that other people's reality is their own and only their own so what is reality what is the truth in a court of law, it's seeing different person's perspectives, finding out what are the facts, finding out the motivations, um, their character. And then a judge or a jury will read the laws, and hopefully they're fair, and come to a conclusion on what they think the truth was. But the verdict isn't the end of the trial. If found guilty, it'll be decided, you know, how the punishment is going to fit the crime. If found innocent, your reputation may always have this incident to follow you or haunt you. So when I questioned modern gender ideology, I lost a few friends. They weren't close friends, but they were friends where we shared vulnerable information about ourselves to one another. And they decided my questions were not acceptable to ask and it wasn't up for debate. Others called me hateful, a turf transphobic, 
And it's stung because it's very triggering for me when people who don't know me claim to know me and they want to fit, they want to put um, words to what they think is the truth, which is furthest from it. But I know myself and I know that these words are untrue. So in fact, it, it seems like these words are the only defense that they had in response against their disagreement with me. Um, one person did want to discuss it with me and I was grateful, but I lost interest pretty quickly when they kept telling me information that I agreed with them about. I don't need an education on the history of gender roles or why the binary roles are ridiculous. What I do argue is science and biology. And yes, everything is on a spectrum, even a person's sex. Not everyone has XX or XY chromosomes. There are conditions where um, people's reproductive organs are very um, diverse as well. Um, but in general, 98% of the population does have these characteristics that make you either male or female. Uh, I would say that intersex people are the only ones that get to choose their sex um, because they do have a mixture of what is not very common and would be considered an, an anomaly. As far as gender goes, gender has a lot to do with culture and how society sees these roles. So there are many different ways to express your gender and how you feel you fit into society and the relationship you have with that particular gender in that society, in that culture. So as far as the binary goes, there's a lot of gray area um, because most of us are not along the binary. I believe that all people are non-binary and gender fluid at different times in our lives. Our hormones change, our life roles change, our temperament changes, our friends and community changes. So to me, saying that you're non-binary is redundant. And to say that a non-binary person is also transgender is false. Trans means to go across... So transgender means to go, go across genders. Trans people have a mental health condition called gender dysphoria, and they aren't comfortable in their body as it is. And sure, there are some transgender people that do not have um, gender dysphoria or a body dysphoria, but most of them do, which is why they'll go through different ways to try to look as the other gender as much as possible. Um, some are really successful at it, some are not successful at it, depending on, you know, their own genetics when they decided to transition and if they're having surgeries, things like that. So they may also just feel more comfortable expressing themselves as that gender um, and that role in society. 
I would argue that some people who say they are non-binary or gender fluid would say this only because they have internalized misogyny and want to be objectified as women. It's not that they are women, but they enjoy the objectification a woman gets for simply existing. And I think that is quite different um, mental perspective than someone who honestly thinks they were born in the wrong body. I think that transgender people are being erased by non-binary people and um, gender fluid people that are considering themselves trans. And women are being erased by non-binary people and adjacently by transgender people. And I'll talk more about that um, when we get into sports. All right. So language is meant to change throughout time, but... There's one thing that is like just it's been quite hurtful and harmful to women, I think. And and um, a a woman is when you're saying that a woman, the definition of a woman is someone who identifies as a woman, yet you don't have a definition to know how they know how that they are women. Like, how can you know that you're a woman and you identify as a woman if there's no definition or general generalness <laughs> um, to being a woman? Like, how do you know if there's no definition? It's like a circular um, definition and, and that doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything. So in essence, women aren't anything. And it just goes again back to that internalized misogyny and the objectification of women that, you know, do you think that you're a woman because of gender stereotypes? Are you a woman because you like makeup and dresses? I mean, if that's true, then you're dressing in a costume because not all women want to wear dresses. Not all women want to wear makeup. And in many cultures, in many ancient cultures, um, There are Africans and Indians and Chinese and all different kinds of cultures where the men actually wore dresses. So how do you how are you being a woman by liking a dress or makeup? And how many other cultures do we have where men also wear makeup? So that might be something. um, I mean, I, I don't I just don't get it because. Are you a woman because you like feminine things? Are you a man because you're more masculine? Or can you be a woman and also be masculine? And can you be a man and also be feminine? Because that used to be a thing and it was acceptable. It was like becoming more acceptable to just like, okay, that that person's that. Okay, cool. And I don't want to define people by their genitals. Because as we know, there are intersex people and there's a different, um, people have different combinations of, of how they are. But I mean, these things can't be ignored. Most women will bond because they have certain general things in common at some point in their life. Perhaps they menstruate. Maybe they have breasts. Maybe they are generally physically weaker than men. Maybe they've been sexually assaulted or abused or objectified. And so it's something that we used to be able to talk about freely and feel bonded with one another and gain strength with one, of, with one another of 
you know, there's songs that I used to listen to as a kid, like Shania Twain, like, man, I feel like a woman. Do, 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 do. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna start singing it. But basically, like, I can wear whatever I want. I can be loud. I can be aggressive and I'm still a woman. I can act just like a man and I'm still a woman. And, um, just different songs and, and different things throughout culture where I grew up being like, man, like, yeah, I am a woman. Despite all these things, like, I can still be really badass. And I can still bring things to the table that nobody else can bring. Because I have my own special talents. And, and that's that. So I think that it's really hurtful that we're not allowed it seems like we're becoming more and more not allowed to be able to say, I'm a woman. We have to say, like, cis woman. Or we, or we have to say our pronouns, where, like, to me, that's offensive. Asking me what my pronouns are. Like, obviously, obviously, I'm a woman. There, that shouldn't be any kind of confusion. Um... And I would feel that many trans people feel the same way about having their pronouns being asked as well. Um, so this whole gender ideology right now has been just really become kind of like this. I feel like it's a cult, like it's some sort of religion. It, it used to be something that I'm like, okay, well, I can accept that we have different genders, right? As long as we accept the fact that our sexes are different, then I can, ex as long as you accept science and our biology, sorry about the, the buzzing, um, as long as we can accept, um, or the beeping, as long as we can accept biology and like facts, that's cool. I can accept that there's, could be varying genders. But now that it seems like we're being forced to, it's like I'm transphobic because I want to still be treated as though I'm a, I want to be treated in a way where my identity is still relevant and it's not being erased and taken over by internalized misogyny. So when I say internalized misogyny, it's a lot. So if you're born as a, a female and you're considering yourself non-binary, you're rejecting yourself as a woman. And I feel that is a way to that you're that you're distancing yourself from toxic stereotypes that go along with being a woman and it's a way to detach yourselves from um w ways that you feel is yeah like stereotype um maybe you don't feel you fit that that binary of what a woman is of of that extreme right and so we're like, oh, well, I don't fit that extreme. I don't want to shave my legs. I don't want to have children. I don't um, feel I need to get married 
and have children and, and do all of these things. I don't feel I need to be nice and polite. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to get a really ugly haircut. I'm sorry, but those haircuts are ugly. Um, <laughs> um, what they are, somebody tell me that they're cute. I don't know. They're not. They're not. In a lot of cases, they're not. Some some people get really cute little choppy haircuts. But in, in like most, I mean, I've had really short hair. I've had pixie cuts. I've had side of my head shaved. I've had all different kinds of hairstyles, but I mean, you can just tell from a mile away when someone is probably one of those non-binary people because they have like the ugliest haircut that exists. Uh, um, anyways, I mean, if getting an ugly haircut is your way of saying I'm not feminine, like F you, cool, okay? That's, you know, punk rock, all right? But I feel that having people making a making people um kind of bend to your needs of whatever your pronouns are or, you know don't you dare call me a woman or else it's like well you look very feminine there's signals in our brains that let us know that you know, just like with the animal, animals that exist out there, like how does a bird, a male bird know that he's talking to a female bird? I mean, he doesn't look at their genitals. <laughs> he doesn't look at the bird's genitals. No, he, he, he sensed them. There's those pheromones going on. So that happens in our brains. We can sense whenever something is a uh, what we feel our brains have taught it, taught us what it is this whole time. So we can't really change that. It's, um, like in our, in our brains. Hello. It's not going to change overnight. Um, or in the next hundred or 200 years, cause how long have humans existed? And so, yeah. Um, but anyways, we have, you know, our non-binary born men, who kind of, they don't fit that really masculine structure either. Or maybe they do fit that masculine structure. And, you know, I'm going to tell you one thing. I've met a few very masculine looking men who say that they are non-binary. And I swear, I swear it is just their way to pick up women. There's this uh, older man, um, like in his like late 40s, and he's dating another non-binary female who's like 20 years old. Um, and I've seen him like, I, I hung out, out with him in a, a group one time and, and there were tons of other, you know, queer females around. And like, I was maybe like the only one that like called him on his bullshit a couple of times and during conversation. Cause like, he thought he was so, he was way older than them for one thing. Um, and like, I'm close, probably closest to his age, but I don't look that old. So maybe he thought I was younger or something. Most people do. And, um, yeah, I mean, he definitely like, there was like this sense when he looked at me where he just kind of got it. Like, nah, I can't, I can't basically, I can't manipulate this person. So there's something right there that kind of sends alarms when you see someone, uh, a man who is extremely masculine in every single way, 
that says that he's non-binary. I think it's kind of like a trope for him to get laid and to get pretty females and to get um, that going on. But, I mean, that's kind of a danger, I feel. Um, yeah. But then there are non-binary men who are a bit more feminine. Maybe they like to play around with makeup and all this other stuff. And, you know, there's been men forever that I love. I, I will say forever that David Bowie and Annie Lennox are my parents. They would be, like, the most amazing parents, don't you think? Like, I just love them both so much. But, and then you have, like, Boy George and, and, and people like that that I've grown up against. I've seen men that were extremely feminine my whole life. I mean, isn't wasn't the 80s, like, the most like with the hair metal bands like you look at some of those pictures and you're like wow that is a lot of makeup um but the thing is that like they weren't women and it was just a style you know it was just the style it's part of the culture in the 80s to kind of be like that and I don't think that is anything new whatsoever. The new thing is just people wanting to change the change language so quickly in a way where it's like not including the majority of people whatsoever in order to make a couple of people feel like they're strong. And I, I feel like that there some the the activists at least are, are taking advantage of it. Um in ways that are quite unfortunate. I don't think the general population is actually educated enough to even know what they are talking about, right? So I feel like a lot of people who claim like, oh, okay, well, I know some people where they're like, oh, I'm she, her, or they, and it's like, okay, so you're just kind of going along, right? You're kind of going along with the trend at this point in time. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I am a woman. I'm a she, but I can also be a they because it's what you're a part. It makes you a part of the com community, right? It makes you feel a little bit more included, a little bit different, maybe a little bit special. You get some more attention from it. Or, like, it lets people know that uh, maybe it's an easier way to let people know that you're, you know, queer or gay or whatever. And um, so people can have all their different reasons for it. But unfortunately, what's going on with, like, laws and, and things like that is that you're a little like, hey, this isn't a big deal. I don't really know much about what I'm talking about. Um, I'm just going to go along with it and identify this way because it seems fun <laughs> or it seems like, you know, whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel that people just need to educate themselves a lot more. Um, and even the people that are educated, that have PhD in like gender and studies and things like that, like, I, I feel like they, um, maybe educated about some things, but they don't have the answers necessary to um, debunk some of the questions and concerns that people have. 
And I think if you did watch the, I didn't see the documentary, What is a Woman? But I did see some people's responses to it on YouTube. And it seemed very interesting about how, again, if people use these buzzwords and, you know, they sound all like smart and like, uh, I don't know that. They, they sound all smart and everything until you ask them to explain why or how, or you just kind of like sit there and, and, and like not argue with them. Um, and then they just kind of get scared because it, it's like, you can like see the discomfort of like, well, what do I say now? I don't have anyone to force feed what I need to say because I've already used all my buzzwords up. Um, I know I said I would talk about sports and maybe I'll do that in another, in the next episode or the episode after this, cause I also want to talk about Juneteenth, which is tomorrow. And, um, I, I just want to say that I feel like, yeah, we're all non-binary and taking away language that has been, that people have associated themselves with forever is very dangerous and it's very hurtful. Like I am not, I, if, if I could have children, I would be very offended by being called a chest feeder. Like, hello, we all have breasts. Those things with nipples there, those are breasts, whether you're a male or a woman, or a whatever you consider yourself to be, they are still breasts. To call it chest feeder is so weird. It's like you're not even a human at all. Chest feeder, your chest is that, like where your chest bone is that like covers, protects your heart and your lungs. You don't feed from your chest. You feed from your breast. Like that's just ridiculous to me. Or uh, people that carry children. Yeah, those are called women. Those are called women, and there's like a 0.01% of transgender men who have children, and I'm pretty sure they're okay if you call them women because uh, they know deep down inside that their sex is not going to change. No matter how much surgery or HRT or whatever is given, they were still, if they're able to have children and they are women. Is there gender women? No. Their gender that they identify as is male. So I will, I would, cons I would call them he or whatever, call them a transgender man. Um, I mean, if you're going to call men and women, cis men and women, then we might as well just go ahead and call transgender people, transgender men or women, which is kind of like hypocritical, right? Because like, if, if trans women are women, then why do we need to say cis women at all? Right? Because wouldn't you just assume that women would be anyone that's a woman? Is that, is that a, a wrong question? I don't think it is. But you know what? We don't have answers to these questions. 
and that's because we are a diverse range of humans that come from all different kinds of backgrounds and all different kinds of cultures and all different kinds of histories and genetics and all of that and the beauty of being a human is all of these diversities. I just wish that people would talk about it more and find common ground so that we can all get protection that we need to get protected under the court of law and feel safe. It's not just about you feeling safe but it's about everyone feeling safe and everyone getting what they want out of life. And so if we don't have these discussions, if we don't listen to people that have a point of view that's different from us and we just say, no, this is unacceptable to me. I don't want to talk to you ever again. And you block them. You're never going to really understand even yourself. Because if you can't understand other people's, or at least try to attempt to hear other people's point of views, how are you going to know and feel strong on the ground that you stand on? It's important to discuss, it's important to disagree, and it's important to find that common ground so that we can all get what we want out of life. And that's all I'm really saying. See you next time. Be blessed. Ask questions. Ask why. Ask how. Ask for the evidence. And have a good day.